Welcome to the Blue Mound United Methodist Church podcast. My name is Pastor Jacob, and we are in the process of launching our digital ministry. Uh, We want you to subscribe and to provide feedback as we work towards doing this better. Our goal is to enrich your faith beyond our walls through sermons, interviews, and Bible studies. We hope that you'll be patient with us and offer us a little grace as we work out the kinks in the recording process. This episode comes from a sermon series called Hope. Let's pick up with our scripture reading before getting into our sermon. Please remain standing for our gospel reading this morning, coming from uh, the gospel of Matthew chapter 3, verses 1 through 12. I know that uh, the screen is down, so those of you that learn visually, please uh, take a moment to open your scriptures and follow along. Um, Those that are auditory, feel free to just listen. Hear now the word of the Lord. In those days, John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness of Judea, proclaiming, Repent, for the kingdom of God has come near. This is the one of whom the prophet Isaiah spoke when he said, The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Now John wore clothing of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locust and wild honey. Then the people of Jerusalem and all of Judea were going out to him, and the region along the Jordan... And they were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many Pharisees and Sadducees coming for baptism, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruit worthy of repentance. Do not presume to say to yourself, We have Abraham as our ancestor. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. Even now the axe is lying at the root of the tree. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance, but one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear the threshing floor and will gather his wheat into the granary, but the chaff he will burn with an unquenchable fire. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of the Holy Scripture. You may be seated. Let's pray. God, this morning we come to worship you and grow closer to you. Be in our hearts and minds as we hear of your word and and how it speaks into our lives today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. It's kind of a difficult uh, reading for Christmas, one might think. 
but I will remind you uh, that the season of Advent is a season of waiting. Uh, it's a season of looking forward, uh, not just to Christmas, the Christ's birth back in Jerusalem, uh, his historical existence that, that uh, allows us to, to have uh, most of the teaching in the New Testament. Uh, but it's a looking forward also to the second coming of Christ, when Christ returns uh, and, and the whole world um, becomes uh, like the, the kingdom of heaven on earth, right? Uh, just like in the Lord's Prayer, on earth as it is in heaven. You all with me so far? Okay. And with that um, comes this expectation of some sort of judgment and, and deciding between people. But we're not just waiting for that day of judgment. We're waiting for a day that is better than it is right now. And so with that, we, 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 we look at our own lives and we, we might be celebratory of certain aspects and things like the, the loved ones that we have around the room here. We might be able to celebrate that we don't have to wonder where our next meal is coming from. If you don't know, we have lunch available after service. So you know where your next meal can come from. We can give thanks to God for so many things. And yet at the same time, there are children like 10 minutes from here without the same family sitting around them or preparing to celebrate a holiday with them. And so, I don't know about you, but I just, I just believe that, that God's will is better than that. And so, we look forward. But we don't look forward thinking the, the problems that exist in our world today, the things in which we, we might obviously point out to one another, that's not God's will. Those things, as we look to the future, we anticipate changing for the better. And I don't know about you, but some days I realize how revolutionary that mindset is. And some days I struggle to find hope. I don't know about anybody uh, watch or listen to any portion of the Cowboys game on Thursday night? Or last, uh, on Thanksgiving, anybody? So when I consider my fandom uh, as a Cowboys fan, now I, I was real little when we won the championships, and so I, I have a memory of that, but it's not very significant. Um, but I remember starting to watch frequently uh, during the Dave Campo years, you know, three, five, and 11 seasons in a row. Um, I've I followed the Cowboys uh, closer and closer uh, as years uh, go down the road, so much so that I've even stopped playing fantasy football because it, it affected the way that I rooted for the Cowboys. Uh, 
I, I am a Cowboys fan through and through, but I, I'll say that I, like many of you out there, have lost hope for this season. Uh, you see, the season started, we went 3-0. and The offense was ticking. In the offseason, we were a little worried. You know, this, this new offensive coordinator, he's never been an offensive coordinator before. It's his first time. How's he going to do? There was nervousness. There was, there, there was a little bit of hope. We didn't know, but we thought, it, you know, it might work out well. And then, and then week one happens, and we blow out the Giants. It's great. It's great. The hope was realized. The offensive coordinator worked, or so we thought. In week two, week three, we're three and oh. We're, we've lost seven games and only won three games since then. And it's just not. Um, and they weren't losses that were just, oh, it could have been. The way that the Cowboys are losing this season uh, helps you to realize that there's something fundamentally flawed with the way that the team is being coached. Now, I know Jason Garrett uh, is a good Methodist. He attends as often as possible at Highland Park United Methodist Church in Dallas. Um, and so uh, I, I don't mean to speak against anything about Garrett as a person. And believe me, this will come back to the, the scripture, I promise. But when he speaks about only focusing on the play in front of us, that sounds good, right? If I want to focus on today and only focus on today, that sounds good. But if we're not looking forward and planning forward to do something better with intention in the here and now, as we look forward, then there's a problem with that. Think about the farmer who, who plants seed. The farmer doesn't plant seed uh, of corn because he needs corn tomorrow. Right? The farmer doesn't plant wheat because he needs wheat tomorrow. There's preparation involved. There's a looking to the future with a hope and an expectation of producing some result that is different from what you have today. And so that leads us to our scripture. This this difficult passage where, where John the Baptist talks about uh, needing to repent because the kingdom of God has come near to, to today. There's, there's, a, there's a possibility coming that is, that is far superior to right now, and to get there, we must prepare. It says, repent. It says further, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. It says, be baptized, confess your sins. Then, then there's this interesting thing where, where the Pharisees and Sadducees show up. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, you guys, 
are, are what's wrong. Who told you to repent? You know what it doesn't say? It doesn't say that he refused to baptize them. He's just shocked. Because he didn't expect them to want to change anything. You see, the Pharisees and the Sadducees were the powerful people of the time. They were the ones that decided how things would go. And he says, whoa. Um, Then he says this very important thing. He says, bear fruit worthy of repentance. Bear fruit worthy of repentance. It's one thing to say, oh, we're, we're ancestors of Abraham. It's one thing to say, oh, I've been baptized. It's one thing to say, I've got hope in Jesus. But it's a whole nother thing for us to live that out. We can't just rest on some connection that we think works. It says, bear fruit worthy of repentance. Don't just regret that you missed a field goal or that you continue to miss field goals. Get a new kicker. Right? I I mean, it's... At some point, I kicked the ball really well. If it doesn't have the result of going through the uprights, it's not enough. Bear fruit worthy of repentance. This this is a really challenging scripture. Because I really like to think about the fact that because Jesus came, I don't have to worry about stuff. I like to think about that because Jesus came, like everything is covered, and it is, but that doesn't mean that I no longer have any responsibility in the matter. Bear fruit worthy of repentance. Don't just presume to yourself. Don't just assume that that we've got it. And see, when the people of that time, and I wonder maybe even today if the people of this time, as we look forward to the coming of God's kingdom here on earth, I wonder if our hope is in in some part naivety. Not that it won't come, but that we've presumed too much. That we've presumed, oh, God's going to take care of it. Like that famous allegory of the, the man whose, whose town is being flooded and he's praying, God save me. And so a boat comes by his house and says, come on, we've got to go. And he says, no, God's going to save me. And then another boat comes by and he says, God's going to save me. And eventually a helicopter. And he says, no, God's going to save me. And then he drowns and says to God, well, what's up? I thought you were going to save me. He said, well, I sent two boats and a helicopter. I hope that's not the first time I've heard that joke. I would have told it. Uh, with more um, attention, but 
we presume too much sometimes about the work that God does in and through our lives and how that plays out. The work that God accomplishes through Jesus Christ, through his life, death, and resurrection, does not exempt us from making conscious, loving choices in this world today. The, the work of God through our baptism to make us a new creation, it doesn't mean that we'll never sin again. But it also doesn't mean that we don't have to worry about our behaviors and actions. Every time we take communion, we take Christ into ourselves and we receive God's grace yet again and again and again in our lives, we can celebrate the work that God does in that. We can understand that God is effective in that. But we shouldn't presume that between the altar and the door we can just forget our faith. So don't, don't presume to yourselves that because we have Abraham as ancestors, don't presume to ourselves because we've had perfect attendance at church, don't presume to ourselves because whatever you want to fill in that blank with, Then he talks about separating wheat from chaff. And, and I would guess that the more agricultural the, the community is, the more that reference kind of makes uh, its landing. You see, when wheat grows, it's really the top of it that, that is important, right? The grain is at the top. And so the, the, the part that's useful has to be separated from the part that's not useful in order for that wheat to, to provide any nourishment to anybody. The good news is that Christ separates the wheat from the chaff even within us even within our lives, God can work. You know, I, I've said before, maybe it was last year in Advent, that, that um, it'd be difficult for my wife to hope that my shoes would end up where they go because I take them off in random places. And I leave them there. That when she asks me to put something away, often it makes it 90% of the way and it rests on the counter above the cabinet that it actually goes in. And, and, that, and that, you know, for her to continue to be frustrated with me would, was a difficult thing because I've been that way for so long and I've tried so hard to make the change and I, I didn't think it was possible for me to consistently deliver. Um, my friends, I have hope. And some ways that 
I've been talking with my doctor about my overall health. I've been able to make changes in, in my life that, that even in the last month have made a significant difference that even a short time ago I didn't think I had hope for. And you know what? The cool thing is I, I did some reading about what one of my new medicines does and, and how it works. Um, and then I did some reading about like, well, what uh, in the natural world, like what causes those things? And the cool thing was that when I looked up the natural causes of the things that produce what my medicine does for me is their spiritual practices. God works, even sometimes through modern medicine. Anyone who's had a successful surgery in the room, I hope you'll say amen. amen. God works in our lives. God continues to transform our lives, and God gives hope that whatever today is, whatever is too painful for us to, to deal with today, whatever we don't see a good future for, there is hope. Not that we would be cast out with the chaff. But the things that are not fruitful within our lives would be separated so that we would bear more fruit. Like pruning a flower or, or a fruit bush. Something gets cut off and the branch bears more fruit. We have a hope because of the work that God does in our lives. Now, I'm still not sure about the Cowboys. It seems like they've got the talent. It seems like Jason Garrick has a lot of character. It seems like he's a really smart guy. Um, but there's just something about there's just something about hope that also requires vulnerability. And I don't know if I see it. I don't know if I see it in, in the entire Cowboys organization right now with the refusal to try and do anything different than the way they've been doing it these last 10 weeks. Or these last 10 years. Really, it's the same approach. And interview after interview, that's what they continue to say. We're going to continue to approach things the same way. Well, my friends, if you have hope, yet you continue to approach life the same way day in and day out, uh, you're, you should expect the same result that you've always gotten. In fact, some say that that's the definition of insanity, is to, to continue the same thing and expect a different result. I have hope that Jason Garrett is a successful NFL Super Bowl winning coach. I really hoped it would be for the Cowboys. It doesn't look like that's going to be the case. But see, at some point in our lives, in your life, in my life, in the life 
uh, of a general manager slash owner. Something has to be repented of. Something has to be changed in order for us to go from where we are to where we'd like to be. It's not that we just keep going with stubborn optimism. That's not hope. It's that we keep going knowing that God holds the future and it's good, even if that means that we must make a painful change today. The good news is that we have hope because of the work that God does in our lives. And we are invited to live that out. We are invited by the God who can snap his fingers and set worlds into motion. We're invited to be a part of bringing that new earth into existence. We are invited to build the kingdom of God here and now. And that's a humbling and exciting opportunity. I hope you'll join me. Amen. Well, that's it for this episode of Blue Mound Methodist Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or would like to reach out in any way, please send us an email at office at bluemoundumc.org. We'd love to hear from you. If you've been blessed by this podcast, I want to challenge you to share this blessing with others by investing and inviting. Invite someone you know who might be blessed to hear this, to listen to it directly, or by sharing it on social media. Additionally, we ask you to make an investment in this digital ministry by going to bluemoundumc.org and clicking Give Now, or by donating through the Anchor Podcast app. This would help to expand the reach of this digital ministry and expand the gospel message. God bless.